Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the Reticle Up podcast. I've got Greg Leach on today. He's a competitive USPSA and three-gun shooter. Um, and we met when I moved up here to Tennessee. Greg, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Or maybe it was before that, but reconnected in Tennessee. But for those for those people who know Kenzie, I met you with a jar of pickles in your hand <laughs> at the West Virginia three-gun match last year. And I thought that's that she's got it going on. She's Nick Collier, good. that's Nick Collier. No, uh, oh, no, yeah. Say, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't a small jar, it was the jar of pickles. It was awesome. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you about that real quick too. So Nick shows up with this jumbo Walmart or Sam's Club, whatever pickle jar. So my buddy Scott thinks, you know, it's a glass container that he's just gonna leave it and shut my tailgate, right? That <laughs> the entire pickle jar leaked and cracked all over my my tailgate, and I got home and it was just vinegar on my Voodoo tactical Ooh. bag. <laughs> yeah, not good. No, not good. And you can't just chuck that in the laundry. That's that's no. not a, that's not a good clean. No, so. but you know, I went through a whole jar of pickles this past weekend. Um, at Nordic Vortex Dragon, and everyone mm-hmm. had one. So <laughs> very cool. Just very saying. cool. Um, so yeah, to get to get uh, started, not digress. Uh, when when did you first dip your toe into the competitive shooting market? I started in high school. Um, I my high school had a competitive um, uh, air pistol team. Oh, uh, pellet pistol, ten meter postal matches, um, you know, nationwide competition style stuff. And you know, you, I imagine that would never fly in today's market, but it was great to have that entry point. Um, that really kind of trans uh, passed over into uh, getting into skeet and trap at my local gun club. You know, they, those guys were helping out with the pistol matches and said, Hey, you should come out on the weekends. Yeah. And so did that, did that all through college and, and never really knew there was a competitive market um, for years. Cause after right. college, I got away from it. Yeah. And to tell you how I, it, it's funny, we can, we can thank a, a grant meeting for bringing me back into competitive shooting. I was working at, I was at a, and, and I work in, in, in youth development. And so I'm at a grant meeting and the gentleman makes the comment that we should get your kids connected to cowboy action shooting. Huh. Okay. And I said, okay, sounds great. I want to see it before they do it. So I went <laughs> to my first match and literally there's gear and a rig sitting on the tailgate. And the guy says, man, put all this stuff on, put your iron <laughs> ear for on, let's go to work. And, and it, it was great. And he brought ammo and everything. And this was when I was living in Eastern Texas in June. So it's a thousand degrees and these guys are ringing around in wool outfits and heavy oh, hats yeah. and, and having a great time. And I'm thinking, you know, this, this is pretty cool yeah. and stuck with it. And, and from there, um, stayed with it. So I transitioned, I moved from there to South Carolina. Um, obviously competitive shooting in South Carolina, you can find something every weekend. So I hooked yeah. up with several cowboy clubs there, but what I found in the translation was most of the cowboy clubs, the guys were 25, 30 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I just never really felt like I connected with any peers and so literally in the back of the, of the magazine is, you know, I start reading about, you know, the Cowboy, you know, I'm at USPSA, you want to try mm-hmm. something new, try USPSA. And so started to kind of ask questions about it. And Steve Walker, a friend of ours, double star guy, yes. <laughs> called me make a post when I was at Palmetto State Armories in Hill Range in Greenville, South Carolina, because oh, cool. it was a demo day. And I went down to check out the stuff. And he goes, man, if you love that, you ought to try three guns. 
Yeah. And so great. Tell me when. And very <laughs> similar. Showed up at the range in Greenville, Tennessee. Drove three hours for the match. Everything is laying on the back of the tailgate. So you didn't have any and of your gear, like none, for either match. No. Okay. None. Okay. Showed up, shot what was handed to me. Yep. Which was very comical because you've shot at that range, <laughs> you know, Tack too. The first stage was the back hollow stage shooting 200 yard steel. And with Steve as the match director, it's offhand. Of course. And all he, and the rifle he gave me, all I have is a red dot. Oh, okay. So I'm shooting offhand <laughs> in a non-dominant eye without, without good glasses. And, and I, I bet I shot two magazines of, of ammo. It didn't hit a thing. Oh, and I got done and we were moving to the next stage. And I said, man, I think I should probably just go to my truck. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I, I don't think I'm good at this. And he goes, well, that one was a little more challenging than it should have been for your first day. So, and, and, and it did get much better from there. That was, that was the upside. So I can, I can thank a lot of neat people for helping me get into the sport. And, oh, and wow. now I can do anything else. So we got to know, well, what was your cowboy alias? Thunder Roads. <laughs> Um, where I grew up in eastern Tennessee, um, if you listen to country music, you know, there's a lot of moonshine that comes out of these hills, and and it was just, that just felt right. It just I felt love like it. A Did you ever know a shamrock uh, Sadie in South Carolina? I know the name, yes. So we used to shoot cowboy action down uh, in Florida. She's now in Arizona. She was kind of this incredible force uh, to, to watch uh, shoot. She would do gunfighter, you know, the yes. both hand shooting. Mm -hmm. So uh, she, she's an amazing cowboy action shooter. If you ever reach out to her and she was a little bit closer in age than, than like you said, um, mm -hmm. there was nobody my age <laughs> when I first showed up in my leather. I'm like, Ooh, hi, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and you want to go to those matches and win, but yeah. some of the matches I went to, I was 40 years. I'm going to, I'm like, so yeah. it, it, thanks for letting me win guys. Yeah. <laughs> but not even now too. We've got, um, there's a kid named Matt Black, who's like a world champ and he's, I mean, it's crazy how many new people are getting into the sport now, for sure. But yeah. Um, and then there's like 80-year-olds that can whoop my butt with oh, absolutely. stages. I was like, that, that, oh. that was, there, there's one club near uh, near Walnut Grove in North Carolina that I, I went over to, and it was their Christmas match. So oh, everything was lit up in Christmas lights and had this big cowboy meal and, you know, yeah. and, and great fun and fellowship. And then I just beat my brains out. They beat me so badly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to drive home in the dark, which is even worse because I had no idea where I was going. And I'm like, yep. oh, well, welcome to South Carolina. Welcome. <laughs> I'm surprised that three gun match didn't turn you off either too. So for people it, listening, it was, don't put them on a red dot with long range, which I'm sure is small targets too. Yes. Yep. Yes. Offhand. Yep. Um, so, so, you know, non-dominant, you know, I, and I'm like, okay, no, this is, this is not fun. Horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> so, so you've shot. Just about everything though. Like when it comes to shooting disciplines, mm -hmm. you've tried IDPA, um, you've tried still challenge. So you really found your, your niche in USPSA and three gun. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, at USPSA, because I love the, the competitive edge of being able to shoot a fast stage, clear your head, move on to the next. Yeah. Um, it's very methodical. It's plan it, shoot it, move on. And, and three gun is where you really can get yourself lost in the state. <laughs> I mean, I say that. I, mean, you, I you know. Can, there's not a quick stage plan in three gun. No. Um, you've got to put some time into this thing. You've got to think it through. And for those of us that work in very analytical careers, um, being able to not think about anything other than a stage plan is therapeutic. Oh yeah. It's really good stuff. Yes. And if you don't do stage walkthroughs at a major, like if you just show up for the five and a walkthrough, you're done. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The jungle runs. Can you imagine? <laughs> not? Oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> There's yeah, a reason that there's a button that you can get. There's no cap out on failure to neutralize. Right, right. Uh, 
Oh man. So let's talk a little bit um, about USPSA first. Um, mm -hmm. So I know you run a PCC now, but I was just curious, mm -hmm. um, what divisions did you shoot before that? Or have you always been like PCC guy? Started in production. Um, like a lot of people, you know, your, you know, your plastic, fantastic gun. Um, the gun I was using in three guns showed up to a match. Um, I'll tell on myself, I didn't read a lot of the rule set. I just knew production. You can only have 10 rounds. So I get to the first stage and I've got my mag carriers all around the front because it's my normal three gun rig. Yeah. And they call and they're going through the the, uh, the the roll call and the guy pulls me to the side and goes, you're going to need to move those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, got it. Cool. Thanks. Um, started in production um, really because that is that was what I had and that's what made sense. Um, moved into limited shot limited uh, all of last season. And cool. and really the the PCC transition was I, I knew people that shot PCC. I saw how much fun they had. I really enjoy shooting a carbine. Yeah. in three gun and I thought you know and and at the time you know I just gotten a big promotion and I think I'm going to do something for myself I'm, I'm yeah. going to order a PCC and we go all in and and just and then that's this season it just made sense to stick with it that's so cool so okay going back to production uh for people listening on the podcast they might not know this it's now legal to have your mag carriers wherever you want yes <laughs> but back in the day it was behind your hip bones behind your hip bones yeah and, and I'm sure and reloading was fun <laughs> reloading was fun especially the big stages where you've got five and six magazines and you're reaching halfway to the small of your back to try to find a magazine on the clock while you're running it's all kinds of craziness yeah oh my goodness oh what so what gun did you start with what plastic fantastic did you start I, with I started with a with a Springfield XDM that I still have um I bought it I've got a great deal on it and it was one of those where you know find a gun for, for three gun that works use it yep. um, send it off to um Powder River Precision had them completely rework it um, yeah. and, and it's, I've always jokingly said you can have an expensive gun, but if you can't outrun the gun you have, you probably shouldn't club up just yet. Yeah. And, and I haven't had a reason to club up yet. So yeah. it's, it's still my go-to three gun pistol, um, make all the poor jokes that, that, that you want. Um, <laughs> no. it's, it's a great pistol. And you know what? I watched a friend of mine at, at the pro-am one year with his $4,000 pistol, throw it in the dump bucket and some way, shape or form. When he threw it in the dump bucket, the safety got bumped back off. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what happens when I throw my pistol in the dump bucket? Nothing. Nothing. I know. That's a, that's a big thing in three gun. And now there's some rule sets where it's like a stage DQ. Some is like a safety mm -hmm. violation of 30 seconds, which oh, is yeah. not a small penalty. Mm -hmm. um, but I love my Canic. I got two Canics now. So I'm cool. going to run those. Okay. They're, they're nice guns. Um, right. So what did you do to your XDM? You said you modified it a little bit because I want to talk about that. Did um, Powder River Precision does amazing work with their with guns, and and so I really I sent it to them and I said, here's what I'm using it for. Okay, you've got a thousand things on your website. You guys tell me what <laughs> I need to add to this gun to be competitive in these sports. Oh, so like they trigger work, extended uh, mag release, extended uh, slide release, those things. Changed out the sights, put really good sights on it. Oh. Um, tungsten guide rod all those good things don't yeah. have a magwell on it don't don't think they need one can't um, it's legal not, in production not, right. yeah <laughs> it wouldn't help me much anyway but uh, did everything they could do to make the pistol run and and have never had an issue with it knocking on wood about right um, right never had an issue um, and and it just works it's easy to take apart easy to clean easy to find parts awesome. you know and and it's funny because nobody seems to shoot them because the mags are really cheap mm -hmm. so you know pick up four or five and you know for the price of, of one mbx mag and thinking, hey i'm a winner <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay. And then when, when you moved into limited, 
Mm-hmm. Did you shoot the same gun, a different gun, 40, 45? What did you do? Or Switched minor? over to, to a para, uh, limited 40. Okay. Um, that wanted a big steel frame gun, wanted a gun that was just going to be fun to shoot. Yeah. And it, and it was. And, you know, they're built like you know, tanks and they run forever if you got the right parts on them. Right. And, and it just made sense. It felt good. It felt good in my hand. Um, it was actually a friend brought one to the range and said, here, try this. And I went home saying, okay, yep, that's at that price point for as much as I was going to use it. Right. Man, take a chance. Yeah. Way way out into the deep end of the pool and see what happens. And and really enjoyed shooting. Still do. Um, Shoot a little bit limited, but uh, still enjoy shooting it a lot. That's amazing. Uh, a lot of people don't know, you know, to go try guns if they can or ask their friends to try guns. I think that's really amazing because it curves the time that how many guns have we bought and sold because we don't like, Mm -hmm. you know? Now, I, I tell anybody, if you want to learn about guns, go to a match and yep. say, hey, cool, what kind of gun do you have? Yep. And 15 people will line up to show you their stuff. Yeah. And I said, you don't have to go to the store and deal with the guy at the counter. Just go to a match and say that and you'll be fine. No, back in the day, too, we'd give you ammo as well. But now, oh, yeah. now <laughs> not so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, OK, so the PCC. Um, I know that you're running that now. You're B class, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So am I coming at you, Greg. Um, <laughs> match mode. You I got it. Match I mode, know. So. I'm ready. <laughs> um, what kind of PCC do you shoot? I've got a G, uh, JP GMR 15. Nice. Um, and and it was funny when I first got it. You know, you build up in your mind that you're, you're buying the Cadillac PCC. Right. And and I didn't love it at first. I mean, you know, the, huh. the trigger never felt like it was mine. And, and just shot it and shot it. And, and you, you've heard me at matches say, you know, if I can't figure this thing out, it's time to move on to a different platform. You right. Know, if you're going to invest this kind of resource, then you, it needs to feel right. Yeah. And finally decided, let's put the exact same trigger in it that I've got in my three gun rifle. In your rifle. And yep. Did that. And, and it was like night and day. It's Which is what trigger? Um, the hyperfire. Hyperfire. What we used to be the, the three gun trigger, the three GN, I think is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Now they've got some new designation for it. I had to look it up online to find what trigger it was with the new name and found found one and and put it in. And it really, it changed the scope of how much I enjoyed PCC. Yeah. It felt like it was my rifle. hundred percent. It sounds silly, but once you get moved up into sports, uh, I did the same thing. I actually had a trouble adjusting from my backup rifle to the primary or or what have you over a trigger, right? Right. Oh my gosh, like you don't understand like trigger freeze or long range versus fast um, you know, paper targets or whatever. That's mm-hmm. a big difference. So, like I love all these modifications you're sharing because I think those are important uh for people to know to customize their gun to enjoy it. Oh yeah. It, it's your gun and you're gonna spend a lot of time behind it yep. and get it the way you want. And if it doesn't feel right, move on to something else. Yeah. Did you make any other modifications on it or change anything I else? I didn't. I didn't. No? Um got to, you know, it's fun getting to order it. It's like ordering a new car when you order a GP <laughs> rifle. So I really tweaked it up the way I wanted it to um, put a, uh, put um, uh, Magwell on it. To, nice. to Magwell for that. Um, shout out to uh, Jake Limline and his crew for making oh. really cool Magwells. And, uh, but that's all the work I've done to it. And that's I cool. put the exact same stock on it that I have on my three gun rifle. Okay. And, and, and so it looks a little odd and it, it's, it doesn't look like it's a race gun for PCC. Right. Um, but, but when I shoulder it and I pull the trigger, it feels the same. That's awesome. Which so there, cool. there was some stock trigger, uh, Magwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what ammo do you run through that right now? Um, I shoot with uh, CNC ammo um, from Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Been with those guys since I lived over there. Amazing ammo. They're they're great to build custom loads for whatever you need. Nice. Um, but uh, and and their ammo is great. And 
the cool thing about it, and I'll, I'll brag on him, he was still making, uh, producing ammo during the pandemic. Um, he was smart enough to stockpile primers and be able to do that. Had the opportunity to raise his prices and didn't. Yep. yep. And, but it was, you had to come into the store and you had to buy it so that you know, he didn't want people buying it in bulk online and then reselling it. Um, but never, and, and made sure there was always a box for everybody. It's great for that. new shooters. Yep. Um, really spends a lot of time supporting junior shooters. So I'm a CNC ammo guy. I love it. Yeah. You find your people. Superville did the same thing. Then right, right. Uh, wrote, uh, rise prices up and, um, took right. care of their people. That's rare. So, okay. What grain do you shoot through? I meant to ask for the PCC. Uh, 115. Okay. So you're right. Yeah. 147 for three. Cool. Okay. And then what red dot you running? I've got a hollow sun. Um, and, and I actually, it's one of the older tube style hollow suns. I like it because I don't get any glare off the front of it. Yeah. And, and it works for me. It works great. I love the, it's the, with the two MOA dot and then the 65 MOA circle. And, you know, if you're shooting a plate rack, that, that circle comes in full handy. <laughs> so I love it. Love it. It's, it's funny. I've, I've changed optics, but I always draft, come back to the hollow sun. Yeah. And I was just, it just, it works. Did those have a uh, solar panels back then or? They, no, they didn't. Those are the original. No. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still love them. I didn't have that back then, but I, yeah, I love the, the solar panels. People don't know that you can run mm-hmm. off sun, which we're outside all the time. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> never change a battery. Never have that moment of why does my dot not come on when you right? get the make ready command? Oh, that's the worst. Um, that's the worst. So, okay. PCC, I know you and I were talking about, um, like B class or what we're trying to do with PCC coming up. So what are your goals, um, for PCC and USPSA that you're setting for yourself? Every year, uh, I kind of I kind of work around a three goal strategy. Um, okay. One is to move up in classification during the year. The other is to take notes and improve on things throughout the year. What did I do well? What did I not feel like I did well? And then find a way to improve and note that improvement. <laughs> and then I pick one major a year in USPSA and then one in three guns. Okay, here's where I was last year. This is I want to be better. I want to be one 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 step better every time. And, and so I pick one match every year. And then this year's the area eight championships. Nice. And shot that, shot that well, but not great last year. And, and I want to shoot it. I want to shoot great this year. I'll see you there. I didn't know you're going. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I did. I did know that oh, different days. I'll be, uh, I'll be working on stage one. Okay, cool. I'll see you there. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, those are good goals. When you set those two, are you actually writing those like pen and paper or how do you yes. do that? Yeah. Yes. Old school pen and paper stuck on the work on my workbench and with a reminder. And then I'll actually keep a journal throughout the year of, of things that, that I felt worked and didn't work. You know, lots of learning lessons from South Carolina sections a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, that was cause that was, you know, a three hour drive home. And so I just turned on the, the, the notes feature of my phone and it started talking and then got home and transcribed it. And, cause I want to do, it while I was still fresh in my head. Yeah. Cause that, that match had a lot of challenges. There was a lot of, mm. you know, no shoot swingers and, and shots around odd angles and <laughs> things that, that I had not practiced like I should have. Well, we so, don't see them either. We don't, the clubs we shoot here in Eastern Tennessee yeah. don't do that kind of stuff. Yep. So it was, it was, it was interesting. It was fun, yeah. but it wasn't something I felt like I practiced. So I got exactly what I deserved when I tagged this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't can't well I'm like uh go fast don't suck now makes that swinger so I gotta order I gotta order one of those for dry fire but yeah you said I remember this vividly swingers ate my lunch yes oh yeah yeah no it was it was a very clear moment um it was uh wow and and they had so many of them back to back yeah and so you walk to the Thursday really 
Yep. Only three in a row, three in a row, three times I have to do this. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, when I went to two gun, I think that match helped. So I did start um, learning timing. So I was watching videos mm -hmm. of the, really the key is to figure out when you hit the activator, whether you can hit another target in between or you wait on it, but you're, mm -hmm. I heard you ambush it. This is how I'm learning. Don't know if that's true or not, but two gun nationals, I didn't miss a single swinger. And if you saw one of those okay. videos where I just steal, 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 I, I waited on it at least, but attack, attack, and it was clean. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Good chill. Yeah. I, someone else taught me that. They said, ambush it where it drops. Don't chase it around. Don't start up here. Literally activate it and where it's going to pop out. And then just go after it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. At least it's easier to on Brown. I don't know about A zones, but. <laughs> yes. We'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So uh, area eight, mm -hmm. I know you went South Carolina sectionals. Um, what's been like your most memorable, like major USPSA match? Most memorable, I would say was area eight a year. Okay. And the reason being is I got to shoot with Nils on staff day, uh, which if, if you, if you want to see someone who enjoys the sport and is a true ambassador, shoot with Nils. Uh, I got to do that this year. Really, really great guy. Brilliant. And, and then I worked a stage. And so getting to watch the super squads come through, watching Kristen Saylor shoot a stage in, in a third of the time that it took everyone else. And, and the CRL on the stage, I said, look, if you don't mind, let me, I, I just, I don't want to be the RO running them. Right. Put me on, I, I, I need to watch this. I yeah. will regret if I don't get to enjoy this experience. And yeah. it was, I mean, it was neat. That was the first big level three match I'd worked. And, oh, cool. and it was really neat to see and to get to see how differently people shot the same stage. Oh yeah. You watch 400 people do something and there's 400 different variants and you're thinking, okay, stage planning match. <laughs> so were you on were you on a stage that you did well on like like what you were ROing did you do well on that stage or poorly I, I did I did well um okay. compared to some of the other stages okay. and because it, there wasn't a lot of room for error you you had to focus there was a when I say low port I mean low port like if you can't do splits on the move that was <laughs> going to be a challenge for you and so I felt like I shot it very well but but then I see other people shooting I'm like wow yeah okay you know, I, I would never have imagined taking some of the shots through the low ports that they took. Right. Yeah. It just blew me away. I mean, it, it looked very linear to me until I saw the push shooting. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. I had no clue. So cool, though. You learned a lot. Um, do you ever, I guess, when you go back to your videos, do you ever look at your videos and analyze, too, like to see what you what you did or didn't do? Oh, I, t I totally do. The, uh, the go fast don't suck guys with their setup in area eight last year. Um, really with that aerial cam was really cool to be able to <laughs> capture that and and I watched it and you go back and and it was one of those where you don't notice it while you're shooting mm -hmm. but when you watch the video the light bulb comes on and and I I was chasing points mm -hmm. I was let's get as many points in the a zones because I'm shooting minor power factor it was right. that transition from limited where you you just go after it to I've got to get points and and I noticed that taking that extra half second in each shooting position to get good a zone I think I finished that match with 96% of the points available. Nice. Um, and still finished mid-pack. And it's because I was very slow. Wow. And, and you know, it, it looked great if you were scoring for accuracy. But this is an accuracy plus, accuracy plus speed game. Right. So I, I left one piece out of that equation. And it showed on the scorecard. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh. man, that, was, that was not a 25-second stage. But I sure made it look like that. Oh, wow. 
Well, there's an episode before this or when this comes out uh, with Blaine and Bryce Dupuis. They actually taught me a lot about array scoring for speed versus accuracy. And it was, mm-hmm. um, I probably got it wrong, but it was like the distance targets. Obviously, a lot of people are going to throw mics or deltas or what have you. So if you don't focus as much on those because those are not as high points, right? Mm-hmm. Then you do the close arrays where it might be a set of four, which is the fastest, um, mm-hmm. where you really focus on your alphas. It was just brilliant because I don't really understand a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Just... It, it's it, going to matches and, and just listening. Yeah. being smart enough to listen yeah you know not not talking away while everybody's doing their walkthroughs or what are you going to do man just listen just listen people will come up with really cool stuff and and you'll you'll pick up on it. don't try to seek it people will share it yeah yeah absolutely or just go watch uh people on walk walkthrough day go find the oh, yeah. pro squad um watch mm-hmm. them and like you said just watching them shoot i think that's what a lot of people miss out on too um is working majors mm-hmm you're going to learn so much and even you're going to see your stage shots so many different ways that it'll really help you think about uh, stages differently the next time. Mm-hmm. So um, what about your favorite squad you've ever shot on for USBSA? <laughs> uh, best squad would probably be one of my squads here recently at a, at a club match. Um, got the opportunity to shoot with Paul Kerr and Gilbert Perez. Yes. And, and not only is it fun to watch them and, and to see the talents they bring, but to, but to be a fly on the wall and listen to them talk trash to each other <laughs> is, is just great. Um, and especially when you, you shoot the stage, you do it well. We all make a comment about, you know, that's, that's not bad for a guy with bad eyes and, and, and corrected vision. And, and then you beat one of the two. Yeah. You know, and like one stage I'd, I'd be, beat Gilbert. Yeah. You know, and, and it wasn't a big beat, but I beat him. Sure. And Win's a win. That's right. But Paul did not miss the opportunity. To let make sure that Gilbert knew that you know uh, the, the guy with bad eyes and bad knees beating, so it was pretty. Fun. I love it. But it's love just it. a lot of good energy. Let's. I always find it fun to shoot with people that that love the sport mm-hmm. because that love of the sport is going to come out in the way they shoot, the way they interact with people. And the other thing is, people that love the sport for what it is, you never have to remind them. Because I have RO one a lot. You never have to remind them to reset and paste. They're the first ones out there. They're just they're just good, genuine people. Um, can you can you say that louder for the people in the yeah. back? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is everybody resets. Everybody should paste. Oh um, man, those that don't, there's this really cool button on the tablet called procedural, <laughs> and and man, I've I, I've got it. I got an itchy trigger finger on that tablet, so don't don't, don't go there. Um, I, yeah, I, I I work as match director for, for for a match in South Carolina, and just recently get ready to pass that off to someone else. Um, it was a club we started at CNC. It's a great little match. And so one of the things I coached him on was, man, don't be afraid to turn yeah. around and say, it's time to reset. Yeah. And say it once, say it twice with authority and start hanging from safety. <laughs> it's, man, it's, it's a, it's an evening match. You'll be here on midnight. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like a blue line. Actually, Bruce was so happy. She's like, Oh my gosh, you guys are this far ahead. And it's like, well, we reset and there's a bajillion stages for five minutes each. Like, no, I'm like, Oh yeah. Be there all day. Um, Gosh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, and, and I don't know if you want to mention too, do you know a little bit about like uh, Gilbert, like coaching uh, Paul? Yes. To, yeah. Do you want to share a little yes. bit about that story? Sure. Really um, Gilbert, Gilbert runs a Patriot Shooting Academy and really has done an amazing job of, of coaching up shooters. The thing that, that I think, and I'm, I'm not speaking for Gilbert, I don't represent Gilbert's uh, stuff, but I will tell you what he teaches his students about draw speed is, is worth the way, the, worth the class. Whatever the class fee is, Whatever the ammo read, his you can spot a Gilbert trained shooter on the range as soon as the buzzer goes off. 
because their draw speed is amazing. When when your draw speed is on someone else's video on YouTube, you're fast. Yeah. And 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 that's where that's that's what Gilbert teaches. It's, it's really a scoop cool. draw, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it is. I mean, you blink and you'll miss it. Yep. And I uh, I talked to him at I want to say Low Cap Nationals. I was like, Gilbert need help in Tennessee now. I need card. You know. Yes. So, yes. Uh, he yes. Said he's we, we, need, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm done. And and I think um, Paul shared something where he was like C class, and then I think in a couple of months he was already up to M. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> oh yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's all crazy. about technique and practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's switch gears. We're going okay. three again. We're going three again. Cool. Back, back to the roots. Yeah. <laughs> right. So got to ask, start it off. We open or we tack ops? Tack ops. Yes. Sorry, open shooters. It's I, not- I, like, I, like, I like shotguns at work. Right? <laughs> God, that's literally the problem. Um, so you do help run tack two, three gun series here mm-hmm. up in Eastern Tennessee. Um, so what's it like being a match director for three gun? It is a lot of fun the two weeks before the match because you get to do stage design, which is just crazy fun. Um, it's it's a lot it's a lot more fun setting it up because then you get to tweak it and see and and think in your mind what it's going to look like. And then match day comes and it's a little nerve wracking um, because you just it doesn't matter how many how many extra details you check. There's always one thing that that could go could go awry. And sure. so you spend all day worrying: is that swinger going to swing every time? Yeah, you know, is, is that is that prop going to hold up? And so you worry about it a lot. But to the extent I, I really understand and appreciate, and have started to adopt the mantra of you know, don't try to get involved in your own match. Yeah, build your match, set it up, let the ROs do their job, and run around and fix stuff. Yeah, just yeah. be just be Mister Fix It for your match because you know how it went together to begin with. Yeah, but anything more than that, you just can't focus. No, you need to actually enjoy it. That's the hardest part about being a match director, I think, is shooting a match. Um, goodness. And, like, props are not going to go off 100% of the time. Right. They're not. 100%. Just give up. Um, <laughs> so, designing stages, though. Um, what are your favorite to design? I love stages that make you think. Um, I don't like to hide targets. I'm not a intentionally setting people up for failure type of match director. But, but I want you to have, I don't want you to walk up to my stage and everybody go, okay, and then go get a bottle of water right. and, and wait for the five minute walkthrough to be over. I want you to walk around and then I want you to kind of look and, and, you know, look up at the sky like people do and then walk it again and, and then come back and say, tw- 12, yeah, yes, 12 targets, <laughs> 12 targets, go find them. You know, you can do that. But it's so much fun to see how that works and, and letting people go through all that themselves. Yep. And I, I want you to think, and, and I, I like high round count, which has been really challenging in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, don't want to put people, but people come to the range to shoot. Yep. And when you shoot three gun, you want to shoot a lot. So, yeah. so I like stages that involve reloads. Um, yeah. I like, I like creating stages that equalize the, the balance between open and tack op shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to, to create that opportunity for a tack op shooter to walk up to the stage and say, man, I, I, I can win this thing. Right. Yeah. I, I can shoot this better. The time, than- right. So say mm-hmm. you have an open person doesn't have to reload. Attack ops could still have that same time because they're reloading right. the movement. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it takes a lot of thought. I usually will take probably three to four hours, a couple of weeks before the match wow. and sit down with the, with the miniatures on a green board and, and literally think through, okay, huh. it, it, it being a shooter, how would I want to shoot this? And then when we put it on the ground, I asked the exact same question. How would I shoot this? 
Hmm. And then, and then, okay, this, this makes sense now. I understand it, making sure it all works. Um, the, this is, we have a match this past weekend where, where there were targets that, that everything was where you could see it, mm-hmm. but you couldn't see it all from any one place. Gotcha. And, and I forced the shooters to go into shooting lanes where they had to put their feet on the front, <laughs> um, the front fault line. So you had to go into that space. So yeah. I made it where you had to see it if you wanted to go see it. Um, not everybody did. And, and it was one of those aha moments where they go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, yeah. and so they, they walk and say, man, that was a great stage. I, was say, cool. it, you know, I may have bombed it, but that was a great stage. Those are the best. Yeah. When, when, when you hear them putting their gear back in their cars in the parking lot and they're still talking about a stage, that was a good stage. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, every time I go to a major, there's so many stages I want to shoot over just because it was pure fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And, and you'll shoot it and then you'll go back and you'll say, Man, I want to. I want to shoot that whole stage with just my PCC. Yeah. You know how much fun would it be just to run through there, just blazing away with that <laughs> thing? Um, it'd be so much fun. We we had a jungle run stage in our in our match on Saturday, and and I was just thinking, you know, this would have been so much fun with the PCC. <laughs> just falling way steel too- is fun with PCC. Falling steel is awesome. That is my favorite thing to do, and more, I shot that with more steel the better. Yeah. Oh my God. Shot that when I first got my Atlas, I was like a month in and went and shot it. And I was like second overall for a whole match. I was like, it's a pistol, yep. but it made it fun. That's the thing. It was yeah. like with PCC, it's fun for sure. And then like, when you get a gun that you love, mm-hmm. you just want to shoot over and over again. But yeah, yes. I went to um, just the shotgun jungle runs. I want to reshoot that for fun, whether I did bad or good. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah. Anyways, I get digress. Um, so designing stages, uh, do you design them? for like, you know, your favorite kind of stages to shoot? Or are you still trying to mix in, you know, everybody's kind of strengths and weaknesses? I, I, I like to mix it up. Okay. I, I, you, I'll, I'll take you from a 60 round base stage to a 15 round speed shoot <laughs> nice. know, in a hurry because I really want to mix it up. It, you, I don't ever want any of my matches to become normal. Right, I, right. Normal's boring and we didn't come there to be bored. <laughs> I won't mention the club, but they use the same USPSA stages and then just add some three gun stuff to it. I'm like, I just shot this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Th- thanks for giving me the heads up. I, <laughs> yeah. appreciate the, I appreciate the cliff notes in the parking lot. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, here's here's something you'd be brutally honest about. Uh, okay. What do you? What is one thing that you wish everyone knew about the match director role? <laughs> you 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 have to be patient. And because there, there are people that, you know, when they pull in the parking lot are just going to be a headache because <laughs> they, and, and, and I'm sure everyone saw the memes here recently on three gun memes about the, the rereading the stage brief, um, <laughs> man, that that's a real thing. I know um, my, my favorite is, is your five shooters in yeah. and they walk over and say, how, how many targets? <laughs> um, are you the on deck shooter? No. Okay, cool. Go count. Okay, cool. Go, go count. When, when, you, when you're pasting, you go count because I've read it three times. And, oh, but and you'll be they okay. haven't pasted. Duh. They haven't pasted. They either. haven't reset. So, they haven't picked um, up clay. They don't know where anything's at. <laughs> but I will tell you, from, from my perspective, the thing that, that people know, I don't tell people how much I love it, but I love coaching a shooter who's coachable. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who comes to the match and says, man, I've got guns and I got ammo, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, teach me Obi-Wan. And, and you get to say, if you do this, this, and this, and tell me what happens, and they do it, and then you know what happens when they get done, they look at you, and it's that look. It's yeah. that this was the coolest thing I've done all week. Look, and you're like, yep, that that made <laughs> it worth the the six hours and set up out here in the ninety degree. Um, that was worth it. And I bet you a hundred dollars, uh, you told yourself the same thing and didn't execute as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Every time. Every I'm like, time. damn it. <laughs> Why can't I listen to myself? What was I thinking? <laughs> Um, but I think that's true of anything. Um, when I was coaching softball, high school softball, and like when you literally see someone execute exactly what you just taught them, that's rewarding for both them and you. And you're just like, oh, I did that. Oh, but just mm-hmm. anything in life. It's yes. so amazing. So be open. Um, I think even the top shooters now too, right? Like they're still open about being coached or having mm-hmm. something pointed out to them. They're not just going to be closed off because they want to learn. I tell people all the time at the range, if we were perfect, they'd pay us to do this. <laughs> so, so accept coaching, accept responsibility, things happen, you know, it's, yep. it, it, it's part of the sport. Oh, oh. You mean you're not paid like a really good salary to be a match director? No. <laughs> <laughs> people need to know that. They don't know that. <laughs> that that's, remember those guys that are, that are doing that, that are there smiling when you show up, yeah. we're, we're sweating and grumpy the day before during setup. Oh, and, yeah. and after you're gone and you've left your candy bar wrappers and your water bottles and all your garbage all over the range, um, we're going to be the ones that go back and clean it up. It kills me. Or the ROs. Or the That's ROs. Right. Or the I'm ROs the cleanest happen. bay on the range. I remember mm-hmm. two good nationals. I'm like, what? Or the, the paster trash put in the bucket. What? Yeah, I mean, you're standing next to a garbage can, man. Make it easy. <laughs> it's real simple. Gravity will do the work. Just stand there and release. <laughs> I can't. We can't go too far down the weeds. Okay. <laughs> Back to positive. Uh, what do you love um, about three gun? I love shooting shotgun targets. And I know that sounds pretty basic, but for somebody who shot a lot of skeet and trout and in, in many years ago, the shotgun just feels right. Yep. And and I and I shoot it really well. And there's nothing more rewarding than than picking that thing up, you know, firing nine rounds, no misses clean, just bing, yep. bang, boom, done. Yep. And hearing people behind you go, ooh, you know, <laughs> yep. wow, you know, that, that, that was pretty impressive. Um, oh, yeah. What, one, of my, one of my shooting buddies will, will always comment in the walkthrough. He's like, this is where you'll get me. Yeah, shotgun. When I get the shotgun, taste. This, is, this is where it's going to happen. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's his confidence booster. That's yeah. Goodness. But, I, but I also love the complexity of three gun and the ability to move around and shoot and, yep. and really, really enjoy the day. You know, a three minute stage, you're exhausted, but the adrenaline is so high yeah. when you finish that you're like, man, that's that, that, this is amazing. This is really cool. 100%. I wish everything was more shotgun dominant. Of course, it's not. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was only clean, maybe only, maybe two clean stages. No, maybe. I don't know. Shotgun and clay aerials, easy. Mm-hmm. Every single one yes. got them done. I just feel like it's so much fun to shoot and it's, it's the easiest gun to shoot, hardest one to load. So First one to load, easiest to shoot. Yeah, that's the easiest gap in the shoot. time for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, this might give you a, a minute to think, uh, but I've been asking a lot of shooters here that go to, mm-hmm. to matches. What is one piece of gear or one tool that you don't leave home with uh, for a match and it can't be a firearm because duh, okay. but. <laughs> e- easy answer. Okay. Um, and and going to throw a shameless plug out there for Hunter's HD Gold. Yeah. Um, Brian changed my game. Mm-hmm. I, I've got terrible eyes and horrible astigmatism oh. and and to the extent that I mean I, I went to my eye doctor and I said there's a company that makes shooting glasses write the prescription and and I even showed you match video this yeah. is what I want to do tell them what I need and send it to them and it has changed the way I shoot I didn't um, know that For there's people a listening. level of oh yeah there's a level of confidence when I put those glasses on and I can see yeah. Um, I mean, it just makes, because when you put your daily glass on, it makes you do your thing. And there are things that are blurriness at the other. Um, but when I'm on the range and I put those glasses on, I, it, it's a level of confidence to say, 
I can see everything out here clearly. Now, if I miss, it's on me. Right, right. That's a whole unfair advantage. Now, oh, yeah. for astigmatism too, does the holographic sites work better than red dots? Um, to an extent. Okay. Um, for me, it's both jarbled. It's a giant starburst. Okay. Um, but but with Brian's glasses, it tames that starburst for me so I can enjoy shooting. That's really cool. Yeah, and, I, and I've told him that. When I see him at majors. He just looks at me and grins, and I'm like, thank you. It's a big thank deal. I, I know you're here to make money, but man, thank you. It's a big deal. I know. I mean, I wear them and I don't have any problems, but when I hear people about colorblindness too, when we came mm -hmm. out with the rubies um, and that story, I didn't know that. So I didn't pay Greg to share that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Hunter's HD Gold can really do a lot of things. Um, you're eye doctor too. Um, I know we're getting on a different subject, mm -hmm. but what did you talk to your eye doctor about in terms of what you needed like for shooting or working with a gun-friendly doctor, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to get it right for shooting purposes. I don't know if you want to share anything about that experience because well, a lot happy of people to. No, don't it have was... that. It, it's hard to, because most people outside of our world yeah. um, equate shooting to punching holes in a piece of paper at 50 feet. Yep. Going to the range, hanging a target, running it out 10 yards, bing, bang, boom, shoot a box and no <laughs> They They don't realize that we are transitioning between a fiber optic site mm -hmm. and a magnified site and a holographic site. And, yeah. and you know, so all these things are happening at the same time. And this is a timed game. So we can't take time to let our eyes focus. It yeah. just needs to work. And, and so that was a lot of the conversation. And it was that I need to be able to hit a target at six feet and then hit a target at 600 yards. Right. And, and here are the things that I do and here's how I do it. And, and I was very transparent. I said, yeah, this is something I do to, to relax and enjoy the yeah. weekend. And so I want to be able to do that. So help me get to where I want to go. That's amazing. I mean, and then it's important, I think, to have a, a doctor who cares. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, that you can be honest with. Yeah. Don't sell me a pair of glasses. Fix my eyes. Right. If you fix my eyes. I'll buy all the glasses. You can tell. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but that's awesome. I'm glad you shared that. Um, we're trying to get more gun friendly doctors um, across the nation to basically put themselves on our website. So people can also have the same experience that you just did. So uh, I probably already know the answer to this question though. Uh, is it shocking? <laughs> what is your favorite uh, gun out of the three gun and why? <laughs> Uh, definitely shotgun. Um, and, and I'll be the first one to admit, I don't shoot a fancy Benelli. Um, yeah. I, sh I shoot a Stoger M3K. And, yep. and because it's, it, it's a great gun, I know how to work on it. It fits me. It feels right. And it runs great. It's got all MOA precision parts in it. Oh, and and it runs. And, and I'll tell you, for those of you that own one, if the maintenance, there's a guy on YouTube um, who has a video where he cleans it with a pot of boiling water, <laughs> literally on like a two burner stove somewhere in the hills of West Virginia. And, but he, and he's talking about getting it ready for turkey season. And, and I was having trouble getting the gun to run reliably. And I said, right. I'm searching videos and I find this one. And I said, well, you know, I got nothing to lose. And so 500 I bucks. Take, Cheap take, exactly. Take, take all, take all the parts out, do exactly what this guy did. If I tear it up, I'm good. And, and doing that and then putting it back together the way the guy said, putting the oil in the right places, um, do that once a season and, and it runs all season. Okay. So disclaimer, great. do not do that because we said do it, but. That's right. That's right. If, if you trust the guy on video that is, that is boiling water with a, with a Walmart kettle. In, on in you. His, that's right. You made a choice. <laughs> for me, for me, it works great. Yeah, no, I, um, I ran my Stoger this past weekend and I've been through Benelli after Benelli after Benelli, which, uh, it mm -hmm. ran too, but the Stoger is now my primary I trust in it. My, my buddy has the MOA Stoger. 
Yeah. Um, he was, you know, sick at the time that I was getting into three guns. So I wanted him away. Didn't get that. It's okay. Um, but Keegan Singleton worked on my gun and mm-hmm. it runs. Ugh. Oh yeah. MOA Nothing better than a running shotgun. They're, they're the way to go. They yeah. just work. Yeah. hundred percent. So Stoger definitely. Um, yeah. And I think the gunsmithing work, I don't know about you, was more expensive than the gun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, here's my $1,200 shotgun. They're not yes, they're, Trust yeah. me. Yep. <laughs> this was 400. No, now it's 12. Yeah. Trust me on this one. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. So now that you've evolved uh, with the, all the guns and stuff, so you mm-hmm. shoot a Stoger. Uh, what what gun do you run in three gun again remind me for pistol and then what rifle do you run um depends on the match um either the xdm with all the the, the nice. uh, powder precision parts or i'll run the para sometimes cool because it's fun to shoot and right. and i know it's going to work the uh, the rifle I, I use is actually a cold spring enterprises build um, mm-hmm. many of you guys know ben fleener through um, um prs matches he shoots for jp so cool. uh, ben lives here in, in Northeast Tennessee and is a really good friend. And, and when it came time to, to put together a three gun rifle, I, and Ben and I met at a three gun match. Oh, okay. I said, okay. Ben, you're a gunsmith. You got a shop. You do a lot of work. Um, let's build a rifle. Nice. And, and he goes, what do you want to do with this? And I want to build a hit steel at 600 yards and not worry about it. <laughs> okay. So we built a rifle that does all that. Awesome. And, you know, hyper fire trigger and, yep. and Athlon glass and all the, the neat things that go with it. Um, and it's and it's a great rifle. Um, awesome. I, I, ben, you got to trust somebody that JP trusts to shoot long range. Yeah. Um, do you run Mills? Or you run MOA? MOA. Okay. So I'm I switch over to Mills. Um, and it's mm-hmm. funny because uh, I was hitting 350, which is not very far this week, and I was like, oh, that was easy. But I didn't have a hold at MOA anymore for 600 when I was shooting at one to six. I don't know what Athlon. Which Athlon do you have? Oh, one to six. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I and ran out great. of. Six cool do you chrono all your ammo and stuff i don't because i usually will kind of describe the match i want to shoot to the guys that run cnc okay and cool. they help put the ammo together and i bring it down there we chrono it together sometimes yeah, um, yeah. You know, rifle ammo is pretty easy you know yeah. pistol ammo if you're shooting three guns it's not a huge deal you mm-hmm. know you want it to have enough you know you want it to knock down steel yeah know, get get there do that um, but uh, shotgun ammo you gotta be real careful with that make sure it's gotta <laughs> run in your gun you know, 1300 feet per second, just do it, you know, whatever, whatever the manufacturers say, do it, do what they say. Yeah. Don't, if it says 1300, don't run 1280. God. Run 1300. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, with ammo shortage now, I've seen so many people try and use different stuff and I'm just like, oh, please. No. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's oh. another great uh, silent match director tip. Um, if it's <laughs> not a gun that you would normally run in three gun, but you have ammo for it, don't bring it to three gun. Ew. Your, your, your M1 carbine can stay home. <laughs> bring your ar and we'll have a good time so. oh my goodness oh for the xdm2 did you put a magwell on or are you still running it like did, still running it the way <laughs> it works oh my god you're crazy <laughs> i couldn't do it couldn't do it um so wrapping up three gun uh how has three gun helped you like in your personal life like you said a little bit it's your stress management right um but what, oh, yeah. tell me a little bit about the community there are no better people out there than three gun they're they're genuine they're sincere um they they we're we're the most supportive group i've ever seen and i work with a lot of organizations um and and they're just great people and and it's very therapeutic it's fun to get lost in it yeah you know it's it's fun to be able to turn work off for a day and just get lost in the match Um, measures are awesome because not only do you get to get lost for the day you can go to dinner hang out with your friends turn it off and the next day you're right back and it's something brand new. It's really exciting. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's been very helpful um, for me to kind of stay focused. One of the things that I catch myself doing at home a lot is the, the whole economy of motion. Mm. You know, I, I won't move across the kitchen in the morning to the coffee maker unless I do three things in transit. Okay. okay. <laughs> <You're> like, wow. <laughs> okay. Didn't realize I was going to do that, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Three. And you get to say that you get to share the same war stories with everyone. You really do. And, and USPSA is a fast sport. It is. Three right. gun is fast with enough opportunity for us to fall down, um, for us to stumble, for us Who to dart shells all over the ground. So, it, but the beauty is it happens to all of us. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the conversations, you know, around the dinner table that night of, you know, man, I, I our yard sale, you know, shells all over that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least you didn't fall down. You know, those kind of comments. And it's just, you know, we're all in this little show together and, and it's fun. And and if you bomb a stage, man, you get frustrated, but, but it, it's not the end of the world. No, definitely you know, not three guns. Yeah. No, that, three you gun, don't know what other people can, doing. And, and, and I'll, I'll share a funny story about three gun, uh, 2018 pro-am mm-hmm. uh, at Rock Castle first stage. And we're getting all our stuff out and we're getting set up and there's a, there's a, there's a squad ahead of us and they're shooting. And so we we put all our guns on the on the on the staging area table and all this, and we're down doing our walkthrough. And the group that shot ahead of us, the guy gets in his truck, puts it in reverse, doesn't pay attention to where he's going, hits the table, <laughs> and drives over my rifle. <gasps> it's still and drives ran. away and drives away. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Now later he caught up with me. I think somebody said, hey, there's gonna be a guy looking for you. It's not gonna go well. Um, he catches up. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. I'll, I, whatever I got to do to make it right, I'll, I'll do it. Right. Um, but you know that when you're at a major, you don't get to call time out and and run to the range where you're zero. So you know, I mean, literally, I'm I'm pulling mud. I'm I'm running a rock, trying to get the mud out of the barrel of this thing. And they call me to the line. Well, luckily the ROs there saw what happened. And mm-hmm. and so I get up in the line, and the RO says, man, he and it, it had targets out to 200 yards. He goes, man, he goes, just throw a couple of shots, and I'll help you walk it in. I'm like, awesome, cool. So I get up there and I shoot and shoot another one. And he goes, man, shoot another one. Shoot it. He goes, I have no idea where it's going. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. This is going to be a great day. Okay, great. So day one, every stage had some type of long range target. So you finish day one and you're thinking, man, I, I'm coming in dead last. This is not going to go well. Right. And so after the end of the day, um, one of the guys I'm shooting my squad said, man, you've had a really bad day shoot my rifle the rest of the match oh wow and so cool because i mean there's just no way shoot yeah. the rifle you know long story short i get home this thing is four and a half inches low and six inches to the left no way oh yeah no it was i mean i i couldn't have hit the barn much oh. less shooting around it and so but i finished the match and i'm driving home and you know it's one of those where you don't stay for the prize table yeah. you, you just you just need to leave yeah you know, this has not been my weekend i love you guys but i'm bad so match is over. I'm halfway home. The phone rings, and he goes, uh, "His match scores are posted." And I said, "Okay, Globe, have fun." He goes, "Man, I'm not, I'm not calling the Globe." Said, Excuse me. He goes, uh, "You finished in the top half." I said, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute." <laughs> I said, "I'm better off throwing rounds at the target day one, and I still did reasonable." And so that that's one of those that that cements that feeling of, "Man, this is fun," yeah. and and don't get so wrapped up in. Yeah. Just, just get there and have a good time. Enjoy yourself. I would have been fine coming in dead last. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. I had fun with my friends. 
sure and it really made all the difference in the world yeah i'm that uh it was funny because you know dave power you know i sent him a message over the weekend i said man great match move the safe table you know (laughs) put up put up cones put up put up blank ears whatever you got to do just don't let don't let the guy run over my rifle again please i bet he did though he did yeah he was guy man a guy man yeah still yeah it was funny when he walked over when he caught up but he walked real real slow it was like you know hey i'm you know from 50 feet i'm the guy (laughs) (laughs) jesus oh that's horrible hey you got your engagements as long as you shot at them i did i did did. (laughs) we're close to hitting them man i shot at them four and six jesus nope oh yeah oh yeah i mean it was it was it was an all-day get it back where it needed to be kind of moment yeah oh goodness um is it do i do i love it absolutely yeah it was worth it and then the rifle that you borrowed ran right and 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 you get a great story and (laughs) and when you show up at matches you know people recognize you because you know we've all got our name on our shirt but you don't really notice that sometimes you didn't see somebody here you're the truck rifle guy yeah that's (laughs) good to see you again man so, truck rifle guy oh god I heard that three times it's awesome you have a truck rifle yeah that's me oh. that dude really did run over your yeah he really ran over my rifle how funny david powers move the table oh man <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so i was told i have to bring this back in all of the uh podcasts i do in the future mm-hmm. for new rapid fire questions um fire about range snacks okay okay you can only choose one ready go <laughs> cucumbers or pickles pickles Yep. Pedialyte or Gatorade? Pedialyte. Good. Powder. Which flavor? Yeah. Not bottle. There we go. Uh, granola or, cl- or cliff bars? Granola. Too much sugar in cliff bars. Mm, didn't know that. Uh, fruit or nuts? Um, nuts on the range, fruit before. Okay. Okay. Uh, beef jerky or a meat stick? Neither. Really? Not, not a jerky fan. Oh, sad. Okay. Yeah. Banana or apple? Apple. Okay, there we go. Um, so wrapping that up, how important is nutrition on the range, Greg? Huge, um, huge. Ha- have a real breakfast. Get up, eat. You know, think about it the night before. As much fun as it is yeah. to to come to the range from a from an extreme, a very fun and exciting night. Um, you're not going to shoot as well as you want. Get your head right. Get a good breakfast. Um, stay hydrated. You know they, they laugh at me at our matches because I have the safety moment. You know, please stay hydrated. Please snack. Keep your blood sugar up. Put on sunscreen. Yep. You know, but at the end of the day, you're going to have a better day, and and they're going to leave with an opinion of your match, saying, you know, I had a really good time today because I felt right. <laughs> and you know, last year uh, shooting the atomic blast you know, on staff day, it wasn't one of those where you just you know you're having to tweak and move and do all those things, um, getting it ready. And and I broke my own rule. I didn't hydrate. I didn't eat like I should have. Yeah, and and I'm walking to the last two stages, and I'm already starting to feel that that euphoric lightheadedness, and you know, literally it was a Snickers commercial. And, you know, uh, Gary hands me a, a packet. He's like, "You need to eat something." Yep. Oh, yeah, you're right. I do. Yep. No, it's, no, it's, that's it's, half it's the crazy. battle. It really is. And yeah. and if you think about it, we're running around with guns. You know, I don't think I want somebody lightheaded running around with guns and tripping and falling. Nope. Just someone fully not lightheaded, tripping and falling. <laughs> exactly. Now you, you 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 can do that well hydrated and, and all those things, but you have fun doing. I do have you have you ever left the range you know without a uh, blood or sweat or tears on you? Oh no no it's I'm 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 the I'm the king of putting the staple through his hand oh. when you're putting targets up because of oh, that strength. That's and, and it was and it, and it was it was lengthwise through the thumb, Oof. not front to back lengthwise. Oh. Oh yeah, it was not a good day. <laughs> 
Uh, and I'm like, man, I, I put a thousand staples up today. And, it had to be and now I do. Of course. You know? <laughs> of course. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So more important matters as we wrap up here. Um, you work a lot with the youth. You mentioned that in the beginning, uh, putting on camps for kids. They get to learn how to shoot safely um, and shoot action sports. So tell me about uh, that experience and what the camps are about. Uh, we, uh, one of the things that I do, I'm, I'm the executive director of a large not-for-profit that works with young people here in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. And, and our, our mission is all about outdoor experiences and teaching character and values. And so we operate an 1,860-acre facility on Cherokee Lake. And one of the things that we do there is we teach um, safe gun handling and a variety of shooting sports programs. We want to introduce children in a safe and nurturing environment to the shooting sports. And, and not only because of the maturity that comes from that, but we like to pride ourselves on eliminating the, the curiousness of mm -hmm. shooting sports. Because our kids see it on TV every day. There's not a television show on there that they have some type of guns. Video games. Yeah. And, and video games. And if you know there are guns in your parents' closet and you don't understand how they work, that's how accidents happen. Yep. And so we like to create that environment. And, and we're in the process of, building a, you know, it probably takes about another year and a half we get it finished, uh, a, a shooting sports education center for children, um, 15 bay facility where, where kids can come and really get a sampling of every single variety of action sports. Um, because you know what? Still challenge may not be for everybody. Yeah. USPSA might not be for everybody. NRL 22 might be what turns your crank. So right. we, you know, but if we can immerse them after we get them through the first steps and basic, basic marksmanship and say, okay, I, doesn't matter to me what sport you walk away from this in love with, as long as you walk away from this loving sport. Right. And, and that's important because, you know, you see, you go to our matches and, and, you know, the, the median age is not 25 and, <laughs> and our sport is not going to grow and, no. unless we solidify our base. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be pasting when I'm 80. I was about uh, to say, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm not resetting steel, you know, in my golden years. I had no desire to do that. Um, so, but, and, and I, I kind of see it as a mission because I get to, I get to connect my paying gig with my passion and yeah. it's a lot of fun to get to do that. And, and children are the easiest to work with when it comes to shooting sports, because most have not developed any bad habits, right? You don't oh, have I to undo what, what they think they know. Yep. And, and the, the joy and the excitement in a child's face when they, when they hit that first bullseye, you know, <laughs> that that's the paycheck to doing what we do. You know, it's, as you can imagine, it's a little stressful operating an 1,800-acre facility um, and all the personalities and, and, mecha and mechanisms that make that work. Um, but we do it for that moment, that, that moment of when the child really gets it, that, that makes it worthwhile. And so That's we're, right. we're really excited to expand those programs. Um, we'll be launching Still Challenge this fall. We've already launched USPSA. Um, and so we, we're inviting parents to, to come out. Um, even if you're not a part of our program, come out and, and bring your son, bring your daughter, and, and if you do nothing but watch, just come watch. Yeah. Come learn what this is all about. Um, we're going to do um, some specialty programs this summer. We're going to introduce kids to NRL 22. Cool. And give them the opportunity to understand, you know, what is precision shooting. And, and I, I jokingly tell people, if, if you launched a program and you told kids they were going to come to camp for a week and they were going to learn um, algebra and geometry, would they come? Uh, Kenzie would, but no. <laughs> Kenzie would, but they wouldn't. I used um, to be a mathlete. Go ahead. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm with you. I, I love math. That's, yeah, that's my no. world. Um, now interject um, PRS shooting Yeah. and the calculations that go with that. Mm -hmm. And and now I've got kids having fun doing math in the summertime. 
Exactly. Or like me, it's exercise without having to think about it. <laughs> exactly. So now it's <laughs> a lot of fun. how many miles you uh, track resetting uh, mm-hmm. your phone. I think it did. Uh, you saw the post 25 miles one week. Oh, yeah. 23 mm-hmm. another. It's insane. Um, oh, yeah, it's and how important is it like nowadays getting kids off their phones, getting them outside? The reason number 212, while we do all this at our facility, because um, we don't have high speed internet throughout the, the property. <laughs> There's no even gonna, cell service. That's right. We're going to take you way out of your comfort zone <laughs> and, and get you in an environment where, where you can think, yeah. um, where you can enjoy the experience, where you can bond with other people. Um, we're just going to get you away from all that. It's, it's, you know, I jokingly say we're, we're three, three mouse clicks away from everything in the world, and, and we're teaching children they don't have to work as hard. Yeah. And that's a scary thing. So yeah. we want them to come out and appreciate the, the joy of shooting, but also understand why we paste and reset yep and like we you do said it because character. we want to pass that to the next person and we're going to build their character yeah you know, we, we we pride ourselves on putting kids in situations where we call it comfortable failure <laughs> um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put you in an environment where it's okay to fail because we're gonna turn into a learning moment you know if, if if those kids are staying the week and they're camping out and somebody forgot the matches we're not going to give them matches right we're going to teach them how to work around it but they'll always remember to check the next time that's yeah. that character building moment. Yeah, I like it. Where, uh, what firearms do they use, or do you get those donated, or uh, do, use a lot of rim fire because you're working with kids. And 22 yeah. is, well, I would say 22 is cheap, but you know, nothing's cheap anymore. <laughs> um, but do a lot of rim fire work. Um, a lot of the the gun stores in the area have been very helpful. Cool. Um, you know, Liberty Gun and Pawn in uh, Pennington Gap, Virginia, has been an amazing help in helping us acquire the things we need to deliver all these programs. Um, great guys up there, Adam. Barnes, um, rock star in my world. Um, Adam and his crew are amazing. You know, it, it's I, I bet Adam probably you know looks away when he sees a Facebook message from me. He knows he's got to do something. You know, I need <laughs> you to find this. And why, Reddit? Can you find five magazines to go with it? Oh God! You know? yeah. <laughs> I need it by Tuesday. You know, <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. So, uh, but they've they've been great. Um, they're they're wonderful guys up there. Uh, it's been really neat to see how fast people who had an outdoor experience as a kid reconnect to, to programs like ours in the outdoors. Uh, man, this is fun to be at camp. You've been there. Yep. It's beautiful. It's fun. Um, that's my, my background photo. There's a photo from this past fall. Um, you know, what better environment to shape young people into the people we want them to be than to put them in a beautiful environment, surround them with nature, um, yep. get them off the couch, get them off the phone and, and get them outside. Yep. And you provide everything. You make it really easy to run these camps where they've got a place to stay. They're there for, like you said, a week. Uh, they've got mm-hmm. food. They've got the dining hall. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all set up yeah. for them. So. Plug and play. Grab your pillow and a sleeping bag. And come <laughs> <to camp. laughs> I love it. Um, so for those listening, and I think this is really important, how can our community or even the larger um, shooting community help you with these youth camps? Are there things that you need, tools, supplies? Like I said, absolutely. Firearms? What do you need? The, the biggest thing we need are adult mentors. We need people to come out and work with kids. Um, connect with them. You know, not everybody can take every day off in the summer to come and help. Um, but if everybody takes one day, then we're then we're great. And uh, and so definitely reach out. Um, you know, I'm we're not hard to find. Just Google search Camp Baby Crockett, and and you'll find me and my contact info. And and just send an email. Give me a phone call. Um, come to camp one day. We're there all summer, and, and we'll we'll find we'll find a way for you to connect. Um, <laughs> and especially this fall when we start providing classes, there'll be a lot of promotion around those classes um, for people to come out and learn. You know, one of the things we've discovered um, in our community is you know, when you grow up in Northeast Tennessee, you assume everybody knows how to use a firearm. Huh. Well, there's a lot of adults that don't. No. So we're going to start doing some basic introduction to firearms classes. 
Awesome. Help parents get more comfortable with what, what, with what they're curious about. Right, right. And uh, for those listening to Davy Crockett's got the new USPSA uh, community too. So yep. Crockett Pioneer Shooting Club, look for us on practice school. Love it. Yeah. So um, how can people find you on social media, Greg, or connect with you uh, if they want to reach out after this podcast? Sure. Instagram. I am uh, Vols fan in JC. Um, for Vols fan in Johnson City, uh, born and raised here in this area, went to University of Tennessee. It's hard not to <laughs> fall in love with the volunteers, although they, they let us down at most opportunities. But uh, I'm on Instagram, Vols fan in, in uh, JC, or just uh, I'm on Facebook, Greg Leach, um, L-E-I-T-C-H, easy to find. Um, let's connect. Let's do some great things. And uh, we'd love to see you guys out on our range. Love it. Thanks for being on the podcast. I love your giving heart. I will see you at the camp in a couple of weeks if I'm still on, on board. So let Sounds me know. great. Kenzie, you're a rock star. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being on. Um, for those listening, tune in next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.